0: On this episode, the kids are all right in a season finale loss. It's awards season and the league fumbles the divisional all-star. Crack those cold ones, it's the Argos Fancast. You can find us at Argos Fancast or anywhere you can find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast or go directly to theargosfancast.podbean.com. I'm Clay Chisholm. You can find me at all kinds of Clay on the various social media machines. And joining us, as always, our resident historian from Argofans.com. He is our VP of Football Operations, Will Gertler, MBA. Hi, everybody. At least uh, I, I, I
1: think. Um, you know, I may have to re-release the the hello later. Finding that I screwed it up, but uh, you can find me on Twitter at ArgoFans or at www.argofans.com,
0: I think. Yeah, I'm not, not, I think you might have released the right hello. Um, Yeah, we'll get to that. You know what, forget, let's get to it right now. We're going to go through the, the game in a little bit, but we're going to start off with a flag here. And what a flag it is. Illegal procedure. Defense. They made the offense move. Five-yard penalty. First down repeated. Oh, CFL, CFL, CFL. Why? Why did you do this? The CFL released its divisional all-stars. Gave lists to the team's. And they were wrong.
1: What did they ever do to make you treat me so disrespectfully? <sighs> so the CFL uh, uh, put out a, a, a an all-star list today uh, earlier today and there's 16 Argonauts on there. And I'm like, wow, 16 Argonauts. That seems a tad generous. We all figured something should have been wrong when Boris Beatty was the kicker and Andrew Harris was the running back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> they were wrong. Um, you know, there were lots of uh, players that seemed to get snubbed, some players on there that likely shouldn't have been on there. Um, and this, this drama all down... Uh, unfolded uh, this evening when uh, well, the, a couple of the B reporters out west uh, saw some, noticed something quickly that the league took down all mentions of the CFL All-Stars. And then about half an hour ago, uh, it's recording on Wednesday evening, they released the following statement. Earlier today, the CFL issued a news release announcing this year's East and West Division All-Stars, which were voted on by coaches, the media, and fans. A subsequent examination has revealed that an error was made in the tabulation and and weighting of the votes, which resulted in errors in the release. The CFL offers its sincerest apologies to everyone involved, especially the players who were incorrectly announced as all-stars or were incorrectly left off the list. We have also issued an apology to the Canadian Football League Players Association. The responsibility for this mistake rests solely with the CFL and not those ca- not those who cast ballots. For the CFLPA, we also want to apologize to our fans for this unacceptable error. The correct list will be released shortly, and it was the Argos went from having 16 All Stars to nine All Stars.
1: Yep, and they are as follows: McLeod Bethel Thompson, quarterback. A.J. Willett, running back. Curly Gittens Jr., receiver. Justin Lawrence, center. DeJon Allen, offensive tackle. Sean Oakman, defensive tackle. Quinton McManus, linebacker. Jamal Peters, cornerback. And John Haggerty, punter. The rest of the guy to the, to the seven guys who got knocked off the list. Well, you're all stars to Argo fans, yeah. Yeah, how the hell does it something like this happen? Why, why do they make why does it make why does the league make it so difficult for us to defend them?
0: Yeah, it, it I think somebody mentioned it on Twitter they they're trying to distract us from not announcing a halftime show. Yes. Um, which which honestly at this point seems very plausible and seems like a a great idea that would have come out of somebody in the CFL head office, because it honestly feels like they are solely in their positions to make sure that the death of this league is slow and painful. Now, that guarantees we're never going to have Randy Ambrosio on our show. Um, That's okay. It's okay, because I might yell at him. Last time I talked to him, I was, was, you know, in in a good mood. I don't think (laughs) that he would be a good guest for us. No? Well, it, it would probably garner some, you know... Some downloads and everything like that Because I may Lose my shit on him Mm. And you know I know he's not the root of all the Problems but he's the Face of all the decisions So he gets to Take it the buck stops With him Seriously How do you screw up Your divisional all-stars
1: It's not a genius move.
0: No, not at all. But with that, we need to uh, tip our hats to uh, AJ Willette, who ended up being the uh, the top running back in the East. Yep. Uh, and Curly Gittens Jr. Uh, Justin Lawrence, Dejon Allen, I believe all getting their first. Uh, and Winter, uh Was Wynton McManus on the All Star team out in Calgary or not? I don't know. Not sure, but many of these guys, it's their first All Star yep. appearance. Yeah, I think so,
1: it's McLeod and Curley second.
0: Yeah, AJ Willette.
1: Sean
0: um, yeah, Oakman second. Yeah, the. You know, Allen, Justin Lawrence, both uh, both their first. Jo- John Haggerty obviously is first. Um, Jamal Peters, I don't know if this his I believe it's his first.
1: Yep, it's his first.
0: Yeah. And definitely deserved it. Six six interceptions, fifty fifty seven tackles, and one sack.
1: Led the league in interceptions.
0: Yep. Huh. Yeah, and we're just gonna brush this all under the rug and, and you know keep keep on pumping the tires of the sleek cause well we the head officer isn't doing it. What's going on there? Seriously this is
1: I mean, remember they also earlier in the year had to be corrected on um, who had won the or or you know when the Argos clinched the playoff spot, they had to be corrected that they had also clinched a home playoff spot.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the oversight on what's going on is just. Not oversight. there right now. <laughs> there is no oversight right now. I mean, the, for something to be off in the waiting of the uh, of the votes, that's something you you check multiple check. times before you even tabulate anything, and if you're plugging all this stuff into a spreadsheet or a database you're locking all your formulas like it just you, you learn this shit in grade 10 business obviously they didn't take grade 10 business no oh I did I took a couple business courses. Um well, let's move on from that. There were some good things that uh, that happened on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um I wasn't sh- like you know going to this game, I really wanted that 12th win. Oh, I know. Man. And okay. and I f- and i've said that you know on multiple occasions that i will not be happy with anything less than 12 wins
1: so you're unhappy then
0: well after the game i was i i was okay i was okay with the 11 wins only because it meant you know, we we had clinched we you know we'd done everything that we needed to do and you know they they were Taking a look at some of the kids, um, and uh, other than the start that game, the Argos played very, very well. Unfortunately, they gave up 21 points in the first quarter. Yep. But from then on, they they went uh, they scored. Uh, Scores twenty six seventeen after the first quarter for the Argos. Yeah, so they just I couldn't get there, the, uh, the they just backup
1: defense couldn't get off the field at times.
0: No, especially not in that that first half where where it just seemed like they were able to, you know, pick apart the defenses on just you know big plays. Yeah. And then what, for most of the first quarter, guys, our offense couldn't do much.
1: Yeah, they didn't have a lot of pressure dialed up, I guess.
0: Now, going through the stats, we've got Chad Kelly, who played the whole game, 23 of 35, 264 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and also ran one ran a touchdown in as well. Um, Daniel Adaboye. Danette deboyer had uh, the carried the load technically for the Argos, eight carries, forty yards. Uh, Chad Kelly had six for thirty-five, and Javon Leak had two carries for seven yards. We didn't run the ball very much. Uh, catching the ball, Dejan Brissette had uh, six catches, sixty-nine yards and a touchdown. Jawan Breskison had five catches, uh, forty-eight yards and a touchdown.
1: At and an appearance on uh, Randy Moss's.
0: You got mossed.
1: Yeah. Juan Breshen. Uh knots.
0: Yeah. Uh Javon Leek had a had a catch, one catch for 46 yards. Cameron Phillips, four for four for uh 38. Jeremiah Hadle three for 37. Tommy Neal, two for 23. And uh Dan Boyer had two for three yards in there. Boris Beattie added a field goal in there. Oh, he's one for one. Did get a kickoff return for a touchdown by Jeremiah Hadel, an 87 yard oh. return. First one that we have had in, in a while <laughs> since Chad Owens. Uh Four thousand seventy-five days. Since the Argos I have had a Jackson kick return touchdown. Them. Pardon me?
1: Jackson got one. Or was that a was it a punt return?
0: it was a punt return. Whatever, same thing. <laughs> uh on defense, um and this is the telling stat. Royce Mechie, nine tackles. You're Safety had nine tackles Yeah, no Should so, not happen I, I know. Uh, Jack Kassar had six Jonathan Jones had six uh, And an interception uh, Robert Priester had three uh, And a sack Or sorry, that's a special teams tackle uh, Caleb Holding had three And uh, Did we get I don't think we got any sacks No no we didn't get any sex this week well the good the bad the ugly well will where do you want to start
1: oh ugly okay oh uh
0: it wasn't a terrible amount of ugly i guess <laughs> I... but you you did mention something something earlier that the argos just could not get off the field my ugly is time yeah. of possession montreal with the ball for 35 minutes and 17 seconds to toronto's 24
1: 43 they just kept dinking and
0: dunking down the field yeah they put together nice long drives and but it just, yeah, they, they used every high percentage pass you could possibly go. And we just, did, you know, we couldn't hold them to that, you know, to those, you know, no gains that you want on those things. Hmm. Do you have anything else for the ugly? Oh, uh,
1: Boris Beattie We got it uh, Mr. Convert Had an illegal kickoff out of bounds He's got to be better in the playoffs Yeah
0: Well right now, I mean th- This was kind of what got him uh, Run out of Montreal You know he had a season like this Where he was all over the place And that's how we ended up with him
1: it was great last year but
0: he needs to return yeah. to form yep okay um bad oh uh oh
1: yeah it all
0: was just a a, a a mold. Yeah, you know, I would have liked this mold. I would have liked to see them try try to run the ball a little bit more. They only attempted sixteen runs, and a handful of those were Chad Kelly, uh, uh, you know, scrambles. Um, I would have liked to see uh, Dan boy get uh, get to carry the ball a little bit more. Um, but that's, and I mean, we know what we have, have in Javon Leak. I would like to see him a little bit more too, but I'm okay with, you know, if we have to take carries away from Javon Leak to get him to, to Dan, because I want to see more of that. I want he looked like he had some good potential out there, but we didn't get to see much of it. No. And I get yeah, it's good. Where it's do you tight where tight do you, yeah? It bad. No, and and it's like he, he looked like a guy who's been who's got lots of potential. Um, yeah. made some great throws. Made some throws that yeah, I, I probably would not have thrown. Um. But his receivers made some great catches, and and honestly, those the the and I'm talking about the um, DeJean Brissett touchdown and the um, Juwan Breskison touchdown. They were how do risky? I say it? Very risky. Um, but the type of ball that Chad Kelly throws, he's. It, because he throws a, he's got a friggin' cannon. He throws so hard, and he can throw that ball so fast that those throws that you know guarantee McLeod Bethel Thompson doesn't make. But McLeod Bethel Thompson doesn't have the the speed on his throws that Chad Kelly does. No. And he can in plays too. Yeah. He did. I, I thought he. I thought he looked really good. Um, you know, I always want to see him. See, see more of him. No, so I. I think that the the Argos were happy with uh, what he put out there because I, I. You know, I, I thought we were only going to see him for about a half, but we got to see him all game. Yeah.
1: Well, I think. They said maybe three quarters, Kelly one quarter, Ben Holmes, but I think as long as the Argos kept it close in the game, which they did, I guess they they wanted to see if Kelly could lead the team. Pull back. it out, yeah,
0: and he almost did. Yeah. Uh the other nice thing was seeing uh, Juwan Breskison back on the field and doing the things that. Uh, well, things that uh, he did in Calgary that uh, we went out and got him for. And he came down with uh, with a great catch in the end zone. And as you said, made it on uh, ESPN Sunday football in the uh, You Got Moss segment. That's yep. number one, too. Um, and Dejan Brissett's catch, uh, touchdown catch was uh, was no slouch either. No.
1: You know, the Argos do have, I mean, obviously the most important part of this offseason is si- re-signing Curly Gittins, but um, the Argos do have some nice depth. Yeah.
0: At Can-
1: you know, the Canadian receivers.
0: Penguins have some good depth, period, at their at their uh, receivers all over the place. Canadian, American, we got a lot. So I guess we're now in the bye week again. Um, I did bye week. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, that that comes with uh, with. Winning your division, you get the the buy into the uh, the East final. Oh, I know. So, and then we get to sit back and watch Hamilton and Montreal duke it out, and Calgary and BC duke it out in the West. And I'm 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 hoping it's i I'm hoping it's a dogfight in Montreal. I think both teams have played
1: both teams have had tight games all year long
0: yeah i I I want i I want whatever team comes out of Montreal to come in into Toronto as a wounded animal I don't want to see them healthy I want every advantage we can get at this point because mainly, I want to see the see the Argos kick the crap out of whoever comes in comes in uh, next Sunday. It would be nice to have a stress free. Mm-hmm. So uh, looking at, yeah. Well, I guess we can go around the around the league. We got some uh, news coming out. Uh, Saskatchewan decided that uh, their offense wasn't up to snuff. And they have relieved Jason Moss, um, run game coordinator and offensive line coach Stephen Sorrells, and receiver coach Travis Moore of their duties. But Craig Craig Dickinson gets to keep his job. And so does Jeremy O'Day. So we'll see who they bring in as offensive coordinator. And I'm guessing you have nothing to add to that because it's the Riders. Yeah.
1: (laughs) They missed the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so next season will be Craig Dickinson's fifth season as the head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was shocked that I read this. He was twenty-eight and twenty-two. I didn't think he was that. The the record was that good, but. Well, it is. It is. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah hopefully they can uh, get things back on track for the sake of uh, all rider fans out there for the sake, for no. the sake of will he hopes you continue being a train wreck. Hmm. Definitely. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, let's see. We've got the, CFL award nominees and those will be announced during uh, the winners will be announced during Grey cup week and the Argos have uh, two nominees representing the East Uh, we've got for Canadian Curly Gittens jr goes up against BC's Nathan Rourke please penalize him for missing games please penalize him for missing games
1: well that's yeah, that's the ultimate question, right? You know, does he get does he get punished? well, not punished, but Does he get points do taken away from did they take that into consideration?
0: Yeah. You
1: know, Curly Gittins had the first thousand yard season for a Canadian Argo receiver in
0: quite a long time. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, we've also got Ryan Dinwiddie representing the East as coach of the year. And uh, Mike O'Shea going up against Mike O'Shea again. That he may not win. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Mike O'Shea put up a pretty... Even better record this year in games that meant something than uh, than he did last year. Fifteen
1: and three is nothing too. No. Uh,
0: rounding out the other nominees, the most outstanding player we have Zach Caleros going up against Eugene Lewis. Um, this one I think might be a little bit tighter than. Uh, than Winnipeg fans would have you believe. I mean, Zach Calaros was second in the league in in passing, first in touchdowns. Eugene Lewis uh, had a pretty damn good year as uh, as a receiver. He did. Uh, defensive player Sean Lemon. No, we're not going back in time. That was. 2022 Sean Lemon is representing the West and uh, Lorenzo Malden the fourth from Ottawa represents the East wonder what his father's name is I don't know John (laughs) Um, 17 sacks this year
1: Pretty impressive in this day of age. Yep.
0: So, you know that's that's not too bad. I I honestly think if uh, when Tim McManus was healthy, he's or was able to play out the remainder of the games, he's probably taking that knot out of the East. But uh, offensive lineman Stanley Bryant goes for his 7,000th uh, offensive lineman award Against uh, Hamilton's Brandon Revenberg And then Rookie We have The runner up Tyson Philpot Going up against the Rookie of the year Dalton Schoen Of Winnipeg And If this doesn't Go to Dalton Schoen then uh, There are problems then they need to re-tabulate the weighting of the votes. Uh, special teams player, we've got Mario Elford from Saskatchewan going up against Chandler Worthy, Montreal. Two more yes, Toronto products, too.
1: Yes, not, not, not a good look.
0: No. No, and I I think the Mario Elford one, we can't remember how his exit from Toronto came. I think he got some sniffs down down south.
1: I think he just got released.
0: I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, well, maybe. But yeah, Chandler Worthy. We cut him this year. I mean, I understand it, but still. Yeah. let me see. One, two, three, four. four four of these nominees. Have been brought into the league by Toronto. Got to keep them. Mm-hmm. That we should. Yeah. And then we've also got the uh, the Jake Goddard award. Uh, each Gadar, team. Nom- Goddard. Goddard. I don't know why I have always screwed that up. Jake Goddard Award, Veterans Oh, it's Award. like, it, it's a
1: tongue twister.
0: Um, so the the Eww. Jake Goddard Award is uh, recognizes Canadian CFL player who demonstrates the attributes of Canada's veterans, strength, perseverance, courage, comradeship, and contribution to Canadian communities. And uh, this year, Enoch Mwamba is is our nominee. Yep. And, uh, man, he's got a good resume for this. Yeah, he, he
1: came and talked to us about this
0: earlier yeah. in the year. Um, yeah, he started a campaign for uh, blood cancer awareness, raising funds for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada. Um. not only that, he he helped steward this uh, team through uh, a coaching change. Um, he started a back-to-school drive for students uh, who are new to the city and province. He's been a very active member in the MLSC Huddle Up and MLSE Launchpad programs, and runs two youth mentor mentorship programs was perfect ten and eagle and the Eagle Vision program. How does he have time to actually play football, let alone sleep and be a father? And he just had a newborn. Yeah. Well, maybe that's maybe he's not sleeping. So he figured he might as well do something
1: with his time.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of things. That is a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And he's going up against. Uh, let's see, Kate, uh, David Mackey from BC, Tanner Green from the Edmonton Elks, Renee Paradis from the Calgary Stampeders, Dan Clark from the Saskatchewan Roughriders, um, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Mike Miller. Curtis Newton of the Hamilton Ticats, Cats, former Toronto Argonauts pick. Uh, Brendan Glanders from the Ottawa Redblacks, also a former Toronto pick. And Landon Rice in Montreal. And right off the bat, I think. Dan Clark is he has an unfair advantage because he hasn't played football much this year. So he's had a lot of extra time on his hands. But this award uh, will be handed out uh, during the CFL Awards presentation at Grey Cup Week. Uh, previous winners of this award, Chris Van Zyl, uh, Hamilton last year, Martin Bedard of Montreal in 1918 18 was Rolly Lamballa; 2017 was Luc Brodeur-Jodin, and in 2016, Toronto's own Matt Black. When you really read all the stuff these guys did, it's it's hard to pick a winner. So I'm going, I'm, I got to go with Enoch Mwamba just because I'm closer to what he's doing, I guess. Mm. I don't think you can go wrong with anybody on that list. But yeah, Enoch Mwamba, he should be your winner. Okay, and, and you know what? We've got yeah, we've got nothing going on this week, so we get to watch these games. Football, so we'll, yeah, we can talk about some football. We can do our picks here. Um, starting first in the East, we've got Hamilton in Montreal.
1: Hamilton and Montreal, where it's going to be, like, some, like, obscene temperature for November the 6th. Really? Yeah, they're, like, forecasting a high of... Uh, oh, I got to look this up now. 19 degrees. 19 degrees. 19 degrees. 56 kilometer. Ooh. To be lovely. Well, there it goes. The running game is going to become important.
0: <laughs> huh. Let's see here. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. 19 degrees, small chance of rain. Damn. It's going to have a humid X. It's going to feel like 22. How is that, November? And then and then you're going to go to... Uh...
1: Games of Vancouver. Yeah. Dome Stadium.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, who are we picking to win this thing? Uh, uh, I mean, I can't say Susque- I can't sorry, I can't say Hamilton. They don't necessarily want to say Montreal either.
1: Montreal beat them twice at home this year. I'll go with them. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um all right, I'm going to flip the coin for Doug. He's obviously not picking Hamilton. Um, they life that the coin. Now I'm going to flip the coin for a blowout or a tight game. No. So heads a blowout. Tails a tight game. And it's tails. It's going to be a tight game. Now we move to the West. Calgary oh, in B.C. and looks like Nathan Rourke is going to be starting this one. Yeah, as he should. Um, if Nathan Rourke is back back to what uh, he can he can do, I think that the BC offense is just a little bit too much for the Calgary defense. And I don't think the Calgary offense can keep up to the BC defense. So I'm going to go BC. I'm going to go Calgary. All right. And Doug heads will be uh, Calgary, tails will be BC. He's picking Calgary. All right Well, we'll see how the, those turn out on Sunday, and then we get to see uh, who uh, we face in the East final, and then eventually who we face in the uh, the Grey Cup because we're going there too. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. Three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out. Is this on? Yeah. Are you hearing it? Oh uh, well, in uh in.
1: Some news, of,
0: yeah, some news out of BC. Um, they were there able to bring in a uh, a recording artist to perform "O Canada." Sarah McLaughlin is going to uh, be at BC Place to sing "O Canada" before the West semi-final.
1: I heard "Sweet Surrender" on the radio. <laughs>
0: Um hey Leek, we want a halftime show for the Grey Cup. Just saying. Is it that important? No, not really. Not at this point. Um and then the we the they will also have Stephen Page, formerly of the Bare Naked Ladies. And alongside members of the odds performing at halftime. I've heard of the odds. Yeah. And that should be a decent halftime show. But yet, we don't have one announced for the Great Cup. And for me, honestly, it's not that it's I'm I'm the last person that they should be targeting for this. So are you, Will. I, it should never be geared towards us. I mean, this has got to be stuff like this is, you know, it's geared towards bringing it's in the factors. bringing in the viewer, bringing in the, you know, somebody who wouldn't normally watch. You know, that's why you're bringing, you know, people like this. You know, Steve, friend Steve, and I had. uh had a conversation of this on the on the ride back from uh from Detroit and I think the CFL needs to just you know forget really trying hard to find the next big Canadian act shoot your shot get Lizzo get Bruno Mars Bruno Mars Canadian no
1: neither is Lizzo what about the weekend?
0: Yeah, we could get him too, and he's Canadian. Yes, two birds, with one stone. Um, but I think they really need to start shooting for that stuff now. You know, like it, the NFL has been doing this for years. That halftime showing ever. For the football fan. And it brings in people. Who may not normally watch the game. Which means you can charge more for advertising. Which means you can make more money. Um, And then I guess the last little bit of news. News. Would be. Out of Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan and, well, oh, and, and oh, Kazakhstan. um you know we'll start off the 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 week uh we listened to our show and uh quoted our thing is the Argos is coming to Kazakhstan we need AJ to destroy mountains so we have smooth roads goats don't complain
1: how does he translate our show into no idea
0: no clue um but some of his tweets did not translate very well this week um and uh i think (laughs) there's even one that did not translate at all where he mentioned i'm assuming it's something about a halftime show because uh, he mentions Nickelback and Arkells in there, but it wouldn't even translate. And on while he was watching the games, so, so I'm not sure. I think this was with the when uh, there were some issues with offsides, um, and I'm not sure this translated very well with Google Translate. Are none of these rookies married? This team must arrive at the same time. There are no offsides. <laughs> um, now, <laughs> um, me leak reminds me to get my prostate checked. It's a completely different process here than in Canada.
1: Hashtag. Yeah, I, I don't want to know what the. <laughs> <sighs> yeah,
0: and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some of them just did not translate very well. Yeah. Um, I guess that does it for the Argos fan cast this week, next week. We get to preview the East final. We get serious. Yeah. All right, Will. where can they find you?
1: You can find me. I've now confirmed, uh, re-released, if you will, that you can find me on Twitter at ArgoFans or at
0: www.argofans.com. And, uh, our, uh, Co-host Doug, who was initially left off the intros, we have uh, now retabulated and provided the correct weighting to this. the The error falls solely on me. Doug can be found at Doug B five one nine, or you can find his group, the Double Blue Order, on all the socials. Just search Double Blue Order, uh, and you'll find them there. You can also get your league leading passer t shirt at doubleblueorder.ca. Get the law firm t shirt, doubleblueorder.ca. And they're, I believe, 35% off right now. And you can find me at all kinds of clay on the Twitter and Instagram machines. You can find the Argos Fancast at Argos Fancast. Or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast, just search Argos Fancast. That does it for this edition of the Argos FanCast. Next week, as Will said, we're going to get serious and preview the West Final. Should be an interesting West Final and the East Final. We're going to preview the East Final. That's it. Cheers, everybody.